0: Welcome to the Global Author Podcast, I'm Conor Whiteley, sci-fi fantasy author and a creative entrepreneur, bringing you book marketing, publishing, human branding and other ideas for your book. If uh, you want your free author guide and email course, then uh, please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash free. Now, let's get on to the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 5 of the Global Author Podcast with me, Conor Whitesy. and today's episode is on book titles and why they're important. So, so today's episode is a geared towards slightly newer writers, but I think everyone can learn from today's episode, and hopefully you will find it useful. And it's the 1st of October 2020 as I record this. And in this personal update, I want to talk about why i'm giving up fiction narration after my Gavro series is over so um, i know i might have um, alluded to this or like if you've um, followed yes or like if you've checked out my fiction um, brand or my psychology podcast then you might then you, know, you probably heard me talk about this uh, once or another or you've seen one of my audio, one of my audiobooks and to be honest i absolutely love audio if i didn't love audio I, wouldn't have, I would not be doing two podcasts and I would not be narrating my own audiobook. But, to be honest, fiction narration is so much harder than non-fiction narration, was. you need to have a certain acting level, you need to be able to do voices, and yes, you can do straight reads, and that's what I've been doing. And I have been improving, but I'm thinking, to, to be honest, I should probably backtrack a bit. So the reason why I actually do my own audiobooks is because so much cheaper and I love narrating and there's a massive human branding point to narrating your own books because people get to listen to you uh, and they get to know like and trust you and trust you and to be honest non-fiction narrators I think you really need to do your own audiobooks because there are so many benefits and if you go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash human branding there's an article there which actually talks about um audiobook narration i think it's them, if not it's in my human branding book, <laughs> one of the two, <laughs> sorry if i off to sort of so for non-fiction you really need to, because the main thing is that it actually makes you rememberable to the reader because they've listened to you for god knows how long, so to be honest, was it done my fiction brand, and as much as I love, I absolutely love and, um, and narrated my fiction, simply because I actually wrote certain scenes in my, in Gara Book 5, simply so I can actually say it in, say it in narration, Because there's something is in your fiction that you just can't say in uh, public, or you just can't say in real life. For example, inquisition, and say it with such authority, and that you actually need to, uh, need to. And yeah, and to be honest, it's actually quite complicated. But most of you are probably fiction writers who are like listening, so you're probably like nodding along, or or you're probably thinking, oh, he does have a point. Anyway, but the thing about narration though is that, especially fiction narration, is that it does take a lot of time. Which I, could be, which I could spend doing marketing or writing other books, So because to be honest, it takes about a week and a bit, simply because my books are novellas, and simply because I'm such a fast narrator. And by such fast, I don't mean I can do like um, 15,000 words an hour, because of the average rate for a human um, to narrate is about 9,000, 10,000 10, words an hour, but the problem is I can do about 12,000, Twelve thousand an hour. So I'm a pretty quick talker, which is a problem. A problem, especially when it comes to the actual pricing, because if you narrate your books properly, as a, as as a, someone did actually say that to me once, which I was thinking my books sell, my books have great with those, you have have even done an audiobook, of course I didn't say that, I was much more diplomatic, but I think we've all been there, when we want to say those things to people, anyway, yeah, yeah well, I, yeah, my point was though, was that because I narrate a bit quicker than average, um, it actually means I have to price my books a bit cheaper, which is another reason why I'm actually um, going to um, start to hire out my fiction, my narration simply because I think other people professionals can do a much better job this means I can actually do books for really a tad more professional and it also just means that well in the long term I'm more likely to make a bit more money because the more professionals people are more likely to buy them and it also means because I can also price them a bit higher which is which I think is always nice and the main reason you need to watch out for the length of your books books and try making them longer is for um, audible pricing and acx which is um amazon's self-publishing audiobook platform platform because you don't control the price there the two main factors that determine your pricing is the length of the book and the genre the genre for example my dad got audible and he showed me this seven hour um audiobook but it was priced at like three pounds something and i was like what genre is it and it was in autobiography and um and memoir and then I was thinking, God, like, if a um, sci-fi fantasy book was, like, that long, you yeah, know, well, like, that long, it'd be, like, um, £17. So, yeah, so that's just, like, something I think about. So, like, I hope you found it, like, um, interesting. Yeah, but, like, if you're a, like, fiction um, narrator or even a non-fiction like, narrator, like, I would love to know, like, your thoughts. Like, do you think it's easier to do non-fiction or fiction? What are your um, book like, experiences? as so uh, and as always, like, you can contact me by emailing me at ConnorWiley at ConnorWiley.net and um, leaving a comment on the blog post at TheGlobalAuthor.com or you can always tweet me on Twitter at TheGlobalAuthor. And the like sponsored product for today's episode is... Is the Alliance of Independent Authors. So I absolutely love the Alliance of Independent Authors because this is our advocacy group. This is an organisation of thousands of independent authors. Yes, about authors that like come together and and at the alliance and advocates to yes advocates for independent authors to be treated fairly correctly and the alliance of independent authors has like so many like great benefits That like, for example they have tons of like free books so that you can get there's this amazing facebook group which is so helpful it's always packed with information yes yeah, so, like if you want to know anything i mean quite literally anything so publishing book marketing publishing yes yeah, so a like etc then i just um pop a question in that facebook group which is uh, for members only and then you will get a great answer and something else that I absolutely love about the Alliancer is that they have this value service. Yes, but this contract review service. Like, if you get a publishing contract, you can send it to them. at Just, um, yes, uh, just like they. I can see that if it's a fair deal, if you're not given any rights away that you shouldn't be, or, no, like, not shouldn't be, but any rights that you probably shouldn't give away just because the publisher won't actually... Um, make a use of those rights so, like I spoke about back back in um, episode one so so many great benefits to benefits of being a member to the Alliance of Independent Authors so if you wanted to check them out then you can use my affiliate link if you want so like if you go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash alliance then it will take you to the web page to the web page and I love this organization and I only recommend um, organizations that I personally use and that I, I recommend and to be honest the Alliance of Independent Authors, you cannot go wrong. Oh, 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 I did want to say, the the number one reason why you should join the Alliance of Independent Authors is that you get a discount code on so many great services. So to be honest, you can easily repay your membership so easily with the amount of great discount codes. Like for example, um, this week or next week, it depends when I actually get around to it, I'm going to be using their discount code for Ingram Spark, which is how independent authors can get their books into... Um, into libraries, or universities, um, book catalogs, so just so they can order it. Order it, and usually that's a forty pound, fifty dollar um setup fee. But the alliance actually has this discount code that forfeits that price, meaning that I can save myself forty pounds per book. So to be honest, if I upload free books, um free books to like ingramsark which i plan to do a lot more than a free books then i've just made my um membership fee back so to be honest i just love the alliance of independent authors but if you wanted to check them out then please consider using my affiliate link So the link is theglobalauthorcom forward slash alliance and that's enough for the personal update let's move on to the content part of today's episode so moving on to the content part of today's episode so we're going to be looking at book titles and why they are important so although well, I know this doesn't like the most glamorous of or the most interesting topic, but your book title is really really important because I believe there are three main things that go together to actually make people buy ebooks and this is of course in addition to the actual quality of the book itself so you've got your book descriptions your book cover and your book title your book title but in today's episode we're just gonna be talking about your book titles because they're really, really important, and I'm actually going to tell you why in a minute. So yes, all those three things still work together to make your book good. The reason why the book title is important is because I mean, like the book cover, it needs to grab the reader's attention. Because if you look at the online example, like if you go on to Kobo, Apple Books, Google Play, oh yeah, Amazon. I don't know how I forgot the world's biggest book then for like a second. But but then if you go on to these uh, online bookstores and then you see the minions of a book so to be honest the cover will grab your title first but the other thing that makes you click on it is if the book title sounds interesting yeah and so this is just reinforced by the book cover and the book title grabbing the reader and making them click through to the buy page then after that is the job of the product description to push them over the edge and actually click the buy button so, that's what we all want we all want to sell more books and then if we go to the actual physical bookstore example this is actually even more more pois- more even more important, because nine times out of ten, your book will not be facing outward, so people will not be able to see your book cover. And this I actually saw first tomorrow when I went to university, Was I went to the Waterstones in Canterbury, and I was looking for all the shelves, and then what happened was, was I was thinking, well, these are, well, this is my genre, I should be picking up these books, then like having a look at that. And then when I thought about more, I was thinking, well, well, it's these book titles, I'm not being able to see the cover, and unless I picked up every single book cover, well then I'm not gonna pick up any of these books. So unless I pick up every single book cover, which come on, nobody's are gonna do, then I'm not gonna be able to see these titles and these book covers which are which are gonna grab me. And that just emphasizes the importance of having a good title because I think and for those books I think there was one that grabbed me and I cannot remember the title now. Which just shows that I didn't actually buy it. So it was I put that title was simple because I couldn't see the cover, I couldn't see anything, it was just that one title. So hopefully that's got you thinking about the importance of um, having a good title. But then this leads me on to my next point. What makes a good title? Because I think we all really want to know that, because having a good title can help us sell our book. So um, I think there are three things that help make a good book title, and this goes for fiction and non-fiction. So they need to capture the reader's attention. They need to be genre. they need to be genre appropriate just like book covers and they need to say what the book's about. And the last one I'm actually gonna loop back to because that one is sort of aimed more towards non-fiction, but it still really emphasises in fiction. So but genre appropriateness, you need to pick a book title just like a cover that is suitable for, for your genre. For example, you would not see a really dramatic title like Garrow Destroyer of Worlds in a Romance as a romance book. Well, that is not appropriate. That denotes pretty much says that lots of people are going to die. Romance readers don't buy books to see people die. And just, uh, they read it for the relationships. They read it for the, um, I don't know, to be honest, because I'm not a romance reader. And it's just uh, stuff like that. And it's like um, uh, sci-fi. You would not want, to, but you really wouldn't want a romance title like Her Last Winter. Or, I don't know, to be honest, I don't really know many like, romance title. Or you would not want... Fifty shades of um fifty shades of grey as a sci-fi <laughs> a sci-fi title. <laughs> God, I think that'd be quite funny. Yes, yeah, but anyway, I'd yeah, like hopefully like you can see the point of like any speech genre appropriate. For example like mysteries, for example, let's say uh, yeah, so for example like cozy mysteries, uh, Agatha Christie Poirot. You would not want a cozy mystery as a sci-fi or even a fantasy setting because A the entire book is just wrong and it wouldn't meet the reader expectations. But the, but the entire thing is, though, is that the title just would not be correct. And to be honest, if your title doesn't grab the reader's attention, and if it's not appropriate, then they will not buy your book. I mean, even if you won the most amazing book ever, they would not buy it. So, moving on to the third point. So, saying what the book's about. So, yes, I said this was a more towards non-fiction, but it really does apply to um, fiction as well. But for example, my book, Gather Heresy. You can pretty much tell it's something to do with that could be a place a a person it could be a universe it's actually the name of the main character and then heresy so it's about um betrayal religious war even though it's not really religious but anyway but anyway i'll be like you i can tell this about heresy conspiracy betrayal and mass murder yes but then if you have my forensic psychology book pretty simple you know it's going to be about forensic psychology and also if we use my author titles, like for example, my um, human van for authors, how to be human in an AI world. Then you automatically know whether that's about how to build a, a human brand. And then it's also going to have something about artificial intelligence. So that's something else to think about. So when you're making your titles, you also want to hint to the reader what, well, what it's about. Because if you don't do that, then people are going to be a bit hesitant because they're going to have no idea what books are going to be about. For example, like um, J.F. Penn's book, End of Days, I know that's going to be about something to do with the end of days. It's maybe something a bit apocalyptic, maybe something a bit tragic, so I would be interested in that. But then if I read, I don't know, what books am I not really interested in? For example... I think this is a, um, mystery book, oh, yes, actually, well, yes, actually, yeah, but, like, I thought, example, like, um, Adam Croft's book, Her Last of Tomorrow, that title, because I'm not a mystery or psychological thriller reader, that does nothing for me, because Her Last Tomorrow, it's not that dramatic, it's not that action-packed, well, at least it doesn't sound, sound like the book might be, I'm just saying from the title, for me just knowing the titles, mm, doesn't exactly do much for me as a reader, but, again, Psychological thriller is not my genre, that I like to read. And yeah, well, there's your JF pen. So um, overall, the takeaways from today's episode are: is that your title needs to be short, punchy, genre appropriate, engaging, and it needs to capture the reader's attention. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you've learned something. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time. Thanks Seth, for listening today. I hope you found it useful more information about publishing, writing and book marketing and human ranting, please go to theglobalauthor.com. And for your free author guide and email course, please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash free. Have a great day and I'll see you at you next time.